This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. I am your host, Dara, and this is a space where we talk about Hallmark Channel and all of our favorite made-for-TV romance movie networks, including Up TV and Great American Family. So I am so excited for today's episode. Today, this episode, my goodness, we are going to be talking with costume designer Ronnie Green. Now, I, I needed to take a moment of silence for that because I don't know if you guys understand how legendary this man is. Not only has he done work for most of all of Tyler Perry's shows, he's also done work for feature films and he's worked with Spike Lee. In fact, that's where he got his start. And how he's involved in our Hallmark community is that he is the costume designer, has been and is for all five Hallmark Mahogany movies that have premiered since last year. So he worked on Unthinkably Good Things that premiered in August. Next, To Her With Love. He worked on The Holiday Stocking, which was Mahogany's first Christmas movie. He did a Nashville legacy, and most recently, he is the costume designer for Spring Breakthrough, which just premiered this past weekend. So you guys, I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation that I had with Ronnie. We talk about his journey, how he got into costume design, and also getting in getting insight into his inspiration and vision behind the costumes and the wardrobe for each mahogany film, including Spring Breakthrough. So I hope you enjoy this episode, whatever you're doing as you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I want to say cheers to you. And after the break, we are going to get right into our conversation with Ronnie. So stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, hi, Dara. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here. So what I, I want to start off with kind of an icebreaker question. Mm-hmm. So if you could have coffee with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, that is deep. Ooh. Living or dead. Oh, I wonder. That's that's that is deep. 
Oh, that is so deep on so many levels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because with all the climate now, <laughs> you go political. <laughs> right. Right. And everything. Um, you know what? I would say, I would say, I would say, um, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, just to see, you know, how things change and did he expect this? Did to talk about Obama, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just to see if talk about that statue. There's a statue of you on the lawn, you know, yeah, and stuff like that. So I, I, I would say that being a Morehouse graduate, oh come <laughs> on now, probably and and and. And um, when I was in the Glee Club, you know, we always had to sing for, you know, for all the King services, you know, talk with Coretta Scott um, King every year in the family. And then, you know, Dr. Christine Carter, his sister is a, still a, is still a professor. <laughs> I think she just retired, but she was a, still a professor at, Mora, at um, Spelman. So wow. you would just see her walk into campus. So I, I would say that being a Morehouse grad and being having that involved like when I was a student in that field to ask you know especially with Obama and just everything wow what oh dang if we only had three hours I would ask you about all that right because <laughs> that is loaded oh my god Look, Obama and now and now and now you know Trump and just you know Biden and just with all what, what everything that's happening yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh <laughs> Oh man, I think for me, I was thinking about this. I, I'm a writer and one of my biggest influences mm -hmm. is C.S. Lewis. He is my favorite writer. Wow. Like, I, yeah, the Chronicles of Narnia. Now that would be a deep, comp yes. Woo! I had that whole, all of them. Yes. All of them. Yes. All of them. <laughs> yes. I that would just... be deep because it's like he was allegory and it was just, you know, Yes. As a kid, you read it and you don't get it. And then I, when I saw the movie and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. You got it. That's it. That's it. I don't have to say anything else. I don't have to say anything else. And you else. know what? I was, one more thing about C.S. Lewis. Yeah. As a kid, just seeing that women were equal. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, the sisters had power, even though during that time, the written, but, you know, at the end, they were all powerful they were both kings and queens of that land yeah and i think that informed me you know i love that um just as a child like you know women are you know can be you know have yeah. equal power yeah you know absolutely we can find ourselves in in those stories absolutely absolutely yeah. so let's talk a little bit about you um being a costume designer was that something that you always thought that you would end up doing like what what were you thinking that you would be that you would or what did you want to be when you were little like what, what did little, little ronnie <laughs> when green? i was <laughs> little ronnie green little ronnie green wanted to be on tv um yeah. i definitely wanted to work in the arts so i was um always in school um acting singing and dancing wow so i was always like singing and dancing and acting and um always performed you know, in the plays and stuff. And, um, but it was in high, no, it was, no, let me go back. Junior high school, you know, I love fashion. You know, I was the, grew up in the 80s. You know, that was out there. <laughs> I love fashion. And um, I remember when I was 12, I like started sketching my own fashion line wow. and stuff. And I was just mimicking, you know, that. And then even I did a term paper on, 
um, William Shakespeare's clothing in England and stuff. And that was my like eighth grade term paper. So <laughs> it's funny because I went to college for um, theater arts. So, but they taught us everything, not just in front of the stage, we had to everything behind stage. Oh, that's So good. during a production design class, I loved, you know, the production design part. And I always knew that I was a creator. I mean, I remember I used to make clothes for my G.I. Joe men. <laughs> make make little sleeping bags for them and stuff and sew by hand so um and I loved um Barbie dolls as a child with my cousins and everything so look sneaking and play with them <laughs> you know but I still play with my cars and stuff yeah. but um but it was I think it was that and then when um it was when one guest costume designer came in um, at Spelman because I took man, my, my major class at Spelman College and she was like oh I like what you're doing do you want to work with, assist me on a show on a professional show and I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and I did you know took the job and it was funny it was like I was making <laughs> more money than like the SAG you know actors on stage the, the equity actors not fact the equity actors on stage i was like wait a minute <laughs> oh my goodness i was like oh and then i met one of a legendary costume designer he came down he used he taught at howard university at for years but he um did a um season at jamani productions in atlanta and his name is reggie ray he has passed on but he's if you mentioned graduated any Howard graduate, they you know then know who he is, and um, he was the first person who told me that oh you can make a career out of this if you're if you really if you like this if you want to do this this could be a career. There's a union, you could join a union and do all that. And I was like oh okay you know I didn't have to be a starving artist as back then in the eighties nineties you know the thing was to become a waiter right, <laughs> and starving. Right hit the boards and stuff like that. So it was like, oh, I could work, you know, work, use my skill that I've been taught, you know, and professional people are saying that they see I have a talent for, oh, I can make money at it, money at it. So that's how it started on the theater end. And then after graduation, after a year after graduation, Spike Lee had came down to speak in Atlanta. I was still living in Atlanta. And um, he spoke and Somebody asked, like, well, how can I get a job? <laughs> you know, after he did his presentation. <laughs> you know, they was like, well, how can I get a job? I need to be in the movie. You know, that, that's how brazen they was. <laughs> and then Spike would gave back, real Spike was like, well, if you was prepared, you would have had a resume and headshot ready to give to me. <laughs> and if you don't, and then he said, if you don't, here is the fax number to fax it to my office. And everything. So I did have my head shot resume. I gave it to him. But then I knew he was speaking at Spelman again in an hour. So I made a cover letter and everything. And at Spelman, I gave him my my cover letter with my um headshot resume. And then I faxed it. And then two weeks later, he called. He called my phone. And this is the this is how long ago it was. The answer machine got it because I had worked late. <laughs> I had worked late the night before 
And I was, the phone had rang in the morning. And I did. I was like, oh, I'm not going to answer that. I just got home because I used to do the um, graveyard shift. And I just hear like, this is Spike Lee. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what? And I was like, am I dreaming? So I said, let me get up and run. And I, I was like, and I played it. And I was like, what? And then I just called the number on, on the call forwarding. That's how old long ago this was. <laughs> Looked the number at the call forward and called it right back. And he answered. And then he was like, okay, okay, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back. But then um, he um, offered to um, have me be an intern on 25th hour. And he was saying, you, because I, I, I want to be a director. So he was saying, you have a lot of costume experience. Why I'm going to put you in the costume department. And if you want to move around, then you can and stuff. But once I got there, um, the, I had so much, was learning so much with costume, fell in love with it. And I knew that like as a directing intern, you know, the directing interns are like five blocks away telling people not, not to go down the street. But as a costume intern, I was still right beside the camera. So it was like, I was learning so much right there. And then also Spike on that job, he let us sit in on dailies sometimes if we wanted to. And he just, him, you know, just used to talk and just how he works. And you just, it was just, it was the best like sort of like grad course, you know, free grad course ever for anybody for film. So it was amazing, it was amazing, it was amazing. And that's what made me fall in love with film and costume, doing costume for film. Wow, so when is your book coming out? Because that, <laughs> okay, because that is such an amazing, oh my gosh, that's an amazing story. So if we fast forward then a little bit to, yep. like, did you work your way through different um, positions within the costume department or what did that look like for you to work your way up to being a costume designer well that was that was a it because um beforehand i was um costume designer in theater okay so when i came on as an intern you know they knew of that experience so you know they would give tests and they saw like you know there's some things i knew about you know returns and make sure you get the receipt you know, because because this show business, people don't remember this show, but it's still a business. Yes. <laughs> so you have to keep that paper track, you know, paper trail on the money and, you know, knew how, you know, know about returns and dealing with stores and returns because I've done that with theater and, and everything. And then look, my personal shopping. <laughs> but so, so I was good at that and they saw that. So, and then I was not afraid to, tell them what my aspiration, my goals were. And then some people just ask, like, I didn't like go up to everybody, I wanna do that, I wanna do, no, don't do that. <laughs> mm. But you know, some people just genuinely ask and I told them that, you know, I was not afraid to tell them the truth. You know, I wanna, you know, move up. I wanna actually produce, direct, but I love costume, you know? And um, so from there, I worked my way up from, from show to show. But people knew that I had a design experience in theater, so they would give me a little bit more responsibility, like help pull clothes for this, or can you get this, or can you pick this up? And meeting people in New York and all the 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 contacts and everything, because back then the contacts used to be like they used to be in their jobs for like some used to be in their jobs with the different 
showrooms and houses and stores and everything, studio services, they used to be at those jobs for like years. Yeah. You know, now the turnover is like every two years, but so it would be great to meet some of those old contacts and they get to know, you know, know your face, trust you, know you by name and stuff like that. So it was a great learning experience to start out in New York. Wow. Quick aside. And then from there, just moved and moved and moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, quick aside, did you see the collection Ralph Lauren dropped that they did with Morehouse and Spellman? Uh, sure enough, did. Oh, <laughs> man. What did you think about I was it? Only, I, was, I, I loved it. And it was, I found out, found out it was like a Morehouse girl who works with him. But I also knew some people have worked with um, him before, too. So it was it was great, and I was like, "Oh, finally!" Yeah, you know the price point was high. Right. I was still able to cop some pieces. Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know. I just wanted to ask you about that because I thought that that was so. Ralph Lauren is my favorite. He's one of my favorite designers. Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. understands me as a person just with his <laughs> aesthetic and things like that. Um, but okay, so let's fast forward to the costume designer mm-hmm. Ronnie Green today. What if we're talking about? Because um, you've done TV and you've done film, so mm-hmm. can you, first, can you talk to us the difference about what costume designing looks like for a TV show versus a film, and is there like a big difference? Um, yes, it, oh, there's definitely a difference, especially um, what we call like definitely with. TV procedurals or TV series um, is just, and it depends on the schedule too. Okay. And the schedules, and you know, are different with different studios. You know, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> we used to have you know long preps, you know, to really prep a show. You know, have like you know a week to do an episode, but now you know they. Ooh. So even at Tyler Perry, it got, let me tell you the extreme, you know, um, the stream at Tyler Perry, it was, it got to doing for the one hour soap opera to have to have not, to do that within a day with all the stunts, stunt doubles, everything, everything, film that whole, whole episode in a day. And then with the sitcoms, it was four episodes in a day. And there was a time where I was doing two shows at the same time. So it would be like four days doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, do the one hour drama. And then on Friday, do four episodes of the sitcom. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) What? Did you sleep? When I started, right, girl. So when I first started out in the business in New York, you know, that's when TV episodes were like, you know, 26 episodes or 24 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. So people would like work the whole year and maybe get like a month and a half off or just, you know, a month off. So I used to, I stayed away from TV at first and I did movies. Now movies, is it would be more laid back when, when back then. It was like, you know, you have a long prep because you have to do research, fittings, you know, and then, and sometimes the do, sometimes some costume offices open doing the development, so they might still be writing the script mm. and all that. And then you shoot for some weeks. You know, you shoot out a scene. You know, that's the scene for the you know for the day or 
in the continuity you know we shoot out of order but it's still like you have some time and you have fittings while you shoot and stuff like that so it's not as crazy to schedule as tv um so that's what i knew a lot of people were like oh i don't want to do i'm staying away from tv yeah. i'm just gonna stay with stick with the movies and stuff but then i went to tv and then i started loving you know that schedule i got used to the schedule mm -hmm. like it created a, a muscle and everything especially working at Tower Studios <laughs> yeah that really created that muscle yeah <laughs> to work you know to do procedurals too so let's electric slide into Hallmark Mahogany mm -hmm. Land because the <laughs> thing um you've worked on all the Hallmark Mahogany movies um also Girlfriendship um with uh, Tamara Moore Housley mm -hmm. that aired yes. last October but I want to focus specifically on the Mahogany movies. Can we? Can you first tell us how you got involved uh, with the Mahogany franchise? Uh, yes, it was. Um, I I had did a Lifetime movie uh, the year before. This was um, 2022. So in 2021, I did a Lifetime movie. And it was with two wonderful producers with Chronicle Media. Um, and so they called me like, oh, we need you to come and do this movie. It's with Hallmark and um, it's going to be shot in Italy. We just need, you know, your style with it and stuff. And I said, okay. And um, they introduced me to the heads of the mahogany department, Tony Junkins and her and her team. And mm -hmm. I had to, you know, interview with, with them. Um, and it was just, it was just so great. Because one thing I do love with Tony's team that's just so welcoming Mm -hmm. and you know just easy to talk to um they know what they want and they mm -hmm. know how to say it you know mm -hmm. and and say it in such a you know way that it's like you know oh I, oh perfect I know what you want perfect we got it so we we were able to um hit it off and um but with that first unthinkably good things they just wanted me to design the American, most American crew that was the American cast and send the clothes. And then there was going to be a designer in Italy, Claudette mm -hmm. Lilly in Italy. And, um, but we worked together. And the thing about it is Claudette is Italian, but she, her father was, uh, is a black American, African-American male. So she's like had that still, so that American sensibility because he's from, from Richmond and stuff. So wow. we bonded over that. And so it was such a great working experience working with her in tandem, you know, because yeah. art is collaborative. And that's what I always believe. Art yes. is collaborative, you know, especially in the business and especially in costumes. So there's so many hands, you know, that work to bring to the screen what we see on screen. So we were able to do all the fittings in LA and then we shipped them off and I had my assistant go ship them off with them fly over there because I was still designing Miss Pat mm -hmm. at the same time. We just happened to be on hiatus wow. for a, for some weeks, but then I had to go back to Miss Pat. But then I was going to go back, go there, meet them. But then I had, um my, my mother went to the hospital, so I couldn't. Oh, but Claudette handled, you know, everything and it was great. But still, still the ladies, you know, they would call me on WhatsApp or text me <laughs> on WhatsApp and everything. <laughs> So it was, it was cool, it was cool. 
So let's let's get into what was your inspiration and your vision with the looks that you pulled for the American cast for um, Unthinkably Good Things? Oh, well, I love color. I love color. And um, since we had first Karen Pittman's character, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be, you know, the t- teacher, you know, that was been in Italy for a while. So with her, we talked about, and Karen is amazing. Oh, she's so amazing. And she is very, wants to be very involved in creating character. So she wow. knows it. And she was, she, we came to agree to be like, oh, like just old, those old Italian movies. Because it's like, that's, that's what, you know, her character would have, you know, maybe saw, watched those old movies, like even like, didn't get to go to Italy like even like the, mm. those 50s you know 50s and yeah. 60s yeah. you know Italian movies and all those American made Italian movies you know and all that so it was very Sophia Loren mm. was sort of our inspiration with it and then mixture with what the producers wanted they wanted her to be like sort of like boho eclectic mm. you know mm-hmm. but still like a upscale a upscale like boho eclectic Italian tea professor yeah you know so it was like mixing that you know that <clears throat> I wanted to still put in that um because Italy used to be you know one of the fashion centers I mean yeah. it still still sort of is you yeah. know fact, so I was like I still want to put style into it you know for her to be like the stylish you know the stylish one some of that European style yeah and then um then we have Retta, um, Retta, um, Erica's character yes. was like the retired military and she was like everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. So I was like saying with her in her skin too. And that's the, also the thing, just meeting the characters and with, you know, people of color, just our tones are, we have such a variety of tones. Mm-hmm. And just knowing to make sure what colors work with each tone, where it will yeah. look so they yeah. won't look pallid, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So Erica looked great in like yellows and oranges and stuff like that. So I did that with her. And then Melina, she was um, recovering, you know, from the cancer, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she was supposed to have like a makeover and stuff like that. So what I did with her, I did what I would say, since this was like Mahogany's new, um, Mahogany's new, and this is the first movie I would say, well, she's, I would do her as regular Hallmark, you know, oh, okay. and then we'll transform her into mahogany, oh, mahogany woman. Yeah. And that was the thing that um, we had agreed on with the producers, you know, they was like, oh, that's great because it's like, she would be the, the manifestation, manifestation of the yeah. mahogany woman. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now let's go into To Her With Love with Sky P. Marshall oh. and Tobias Trevelyan because you want to oh. talk about color. It was so oh. vibrant and I, so beautiful. So you, Ronnie, just go, just go, just start talking because <laughs> I loved it. All right, when I tell you that was God <laughs> on so many levels. I know that's right. There was another actress that was the lead. 
Oh. There was another actress that was the lead. Um, I, well, I can say it now. It was Andrea Lewis that was the, the okay. lead. And she had gotten COVID right before. So the thing was, I had fittings during prep with all with Andrea Lewis. And we had got all her changes. Because she had like 21 changes. We got all the changes approved, altered, beautiful, you know, had the story and everything. And bam, COVID. <laughs> so it was like, then they had to recast her and stuff. So it was like, I had to re- redo everything. Wow. And Andrea is a different, you know, skin tone, body type, body type than Sky Marshall, right. you know? Right. So it was like, boom, pivot. Yeah. Pivot. So <clears throat> we had to get that together. And one great thing about was Sky, she was just so open, you know, to, you know, to like, for me to throw clothes on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> our schedule is quick. I throw clothes on her. And, you know, and she was she was open to to still be creative because it, it could have, you know, I've been very blessed with all the talent been open to the creative process because, like I said, artists coll- collaborative. So we work yeah. together. And um, I'm glad they've been able to trust me, you know, <clears throat> in that space to say, look, this is what we got. Let's let's get this there. Let's get to work. Um, Tobias, he was just so open, you know, because they wanted him to be, you know, just, the, you know, the cool teacher. You remember that cool, like, yeah. professor or teacher, you know, that everybody, like, sort of gravitated to. So, yeah. but we wanted to be authentic. And so he, like, you know, wore some, some bracelets in tune. I was like, oh, I like that. And I said, let's, you know, add that, you know, keep that with your character and stuff. And since he was uh, originally, um, he was supposed to be living with his grandfather, but they changed it to his uncle. uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they originally had the grandfather, it was like, well, he he's, you know, such a respectable man that maybe, you know, he took on some of that style, you know, of his mm-hmm. grandfather, what now changed to his uncle. So yeah. it's like, like how his maybe... Like maybe he wore some of his, you know, uncles like old shirts, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, and it just so happened at the time there was some clothes in the store that gave that sort of vibe. Yeah. You know that looked sort of like um, late late fifties, early sixties vibe. Yeah. And so with a new slant on it, so we did that with him, and it just worked. It just worked. And I think you know, Tobias is the model and Sky is the model. So it was they 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 the both former models. So uh, it was it was it was perfect. Yes. But just to see, you know, and oh, another thing is to to that her hair, that was all her hair. Mm. <laughs> mm. And she just because I think that was what she just she has like, you know, all that natural hair. And it was yeah. like oh, this is beautiful. So what we did with hair and makeup, we was like, oh, at the start, we're going to have you like that blown straight. And then mm. through the hair team, they, her hair became more curly and natural, you know, and natural. Yeah. Of course, they added pieces, but yeah. that first shot, when she comes in, that hair walking, blowing with that, with that professional for the uniform at the school and everything. Yeah. So that's, that's her hair. And then I just wanted oh, to make wow. her... Make that private school look so you know. Yes. To show the difference, like that, you you totalitarian, and then we get color, burst of color with the arts, and me being a theater kid, 
that was the other thing. I oh the 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 ones who played the students, it was mm. it was great. You know, yeah. music and theater and stuff. So I was yeah. like reliving, you know, my high school years and stuff. And then oh, even there was one of the actresses. She was a, a, a she's a senior at Spelman. So it was like oh, you were oh. Spelman drama department. So it was like. Yes. I was like, oh, this is, it was very like full circle yes. for me also with that too. Um, and then we had Shanice and Shanice was amazing oh. and open, you know. Yes. And just sang, woo. <laughs> I mean. Sang she live just... right there. That like, was. No, no, not no rehearsal, no, just live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold so on. It was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Now let's go Tony to Tony and team. Yes. 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 Let's talk about the holiday stocking with Miss Nadine Ellis. Uh, and uh, Miss Tamala. Jo- when I tell you Nadine Ellis can wear a heel and a skirt, it's that woman can wear a heel and a skirt. Like I don't <laughs> Seriously. Now, it's, 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 the thing is what I get with Nadine is both I mean Nadine and Tamala legend. To yes. me, legends. Yes. You know? But even Nadine, like, even a, more with Nadine, because she was a dancer first. Right. So when I right. used to dance, so I used to copy Nadine's dances from all those videos when I was a kid. So it was like, well, I'm like, I know you because I'm a, <laughs> I was trying to watch all, all those, like, you know, press, you know, press play, stop, pause, yes, you know, yes, trying to get the yes. move and everything. So that was sort of like, for me, which was, I think with me, uh, I guess starstruck probably with 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 models, with the models and dancers, and so <laughs> so Nadine. Also, it was so honored to work with Nadine, and she was open, and she, you know, mm. and then Tam Tamla is just woo real people who. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Lord, how mercies keep you in stitches. It's like. Oh. They were it, with with them too. It was like um, c- your cousins. I was working oh, with my I cousins love that. because they were so. <laughs> it was so fun. We had so much fun. We had so much fun. Yes, but it was. But you know, holiday. It's Hallmark is known <laughs> for the holiday now. Yes, known for their holiday. So you gotta have. And this is my. That was my second holiday. I did a, a Christmas movie with Lifetime, but Hallmark is. Holiday, holiday. You oh, know. Yes, yes. So you got to have that Christmas. Christmas, Christmas got to be. Christmas got to be there. Christmas be everywhere. But you know, you know, I still want to. You know, some style, and I just didn't want to be like. I didn't want to have stuff to scream Christmas. Sure. You know, and I still want to. You know, style and my own little take on it. You yeah. know, yeah. so you can see that. You know, because. You know, Hallmark has a, a million Christmas, you know. Yeah. So our story will stand out. Yeah. You know. Yes. But it was it was it was a joy. And the one that played the daughter, oh. Oh. She was yes. such a joy. Yes. Sweetheart. She was a sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yes. And then I on and on this, like I said, I don't do this by myself. I have a great team with um because david melton my assistant designer he's been with me since that you know the first day with that first unthinkably good thing mm, and then uh, i also have amanda davison panda we call her panda uh, who who look who used to dance <laughs> who used to she used to dance so you've seen her in videos too 
So, wow. so, um, so they're my like core team that, that I've been able to work during these Hallmark movies. We'll be able to put our little magic. I, I like I like to say black girl magic, black girl magic. Magic girl it is. Magic on it. Cause mm-hmm. these looks and let's let's get into the latest um one or the one that recently aired in February with um Miss Andrew Lewis and then Mr. Pooja. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> A Nashville legacy. Can you talk to us about your inspiration behind those looks in that movie? Oh my gosh, Nashville legacy. It was great because I, I I love music. So, yeah. and then the doo-wop groups, you know, so yes. that was so like, just to do that research and the writers, they wrote it for in 1963 mm. for the flashback and, you know, and I love period and yeah. thank God. Um, uh, another thing I didn't say, what I also used to do in the beginning also, I used to get hired to do read costume research for period movies and stuff. So designers used to hire me to do costume research for period movies so to do that period so I already had that in my wheelhouse or you know my on my computer from research I've done from other movies and stuff but you know 1963 was such a turnabout time that's when the March of Washington happened that's when um what else it was like the March of Washington oh Kennedy Um, the session so many stuff happened in 63 that changed America that was so vital to of changing America yeah so um and the other thing was when you think of doo-wop groups a lot of people think like Supremes in their heyday and that was like you know late 60s early 70s but in the beginning you know what the story talks about you know they were good church girls and they in the beginning a lot of those groups were very you know that old the learned early 60s fashion was like still doing late 50s you know until the switch of the counterculture like in 65 66 when the counterculture fashion all that came so still like you know people were still giving like you know cocktail dresses and you know want to be on the you know outfits for the jack Parr show and stuff Mm, like that mm -hmm. so um so it was able to do that and to educate, you know, the people there, because people like, because, you know, some of the, I'll be like, no, we need to do this. And it's like, well, whoa, but wait a minute. We could do that, but let's, they need to start here. Mm. And then we could go to here yeah. where you saw them good church girls and those good, you know, just those early 60s outfits. And then the red sequin dress that mm-hmm. gives that Supremes, the, what we traditionally think of the Supremes yes. look when they moved over to that. And it was great to work with um, Sylvia Mathis to work that out, you know, to show that transition. Yeah. You know, and she was open to, you know, to creatively and Roger Bob. Yeah. And, um, and I worked with Roger Bob back in the Tyler Perry days. So oh. it was great to, I already had a relationship with Roger Bob. Right. And with Sylvia. So it was like, they trusted me, you know, to let's do this like, costume journey in this in these small vignettes of the um, flashbacks so people could see there was a trans transition and everything and then with Andrea it was 
Well, I already knew her body. <laughs> I had to you? <laughs> from the last. <laughs> right. And it was, so we already, and I was like, oh my God, yes. I was like, yes, yes. Yes, we finally get to work together. So it was great. It was so great working with her and everything. So it was just to show like, you know, she's a student, a grad student, but still have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of style, but still yeah. not, you know, too much. You know, people understand like trying to do Hallmark in this day and age in the stores, everything is sexy. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, everything cut out. I like, it's like, it's like most of the stuff is cut out. I'm like, who is... I mean, for every size, cutouts are <laughs> everywhere for every size now, you know, yeah. which is beautiful. But it's like, when you're trying to do, you know, something for, you know, the Hallmark audience, it's like, oh, this is too sexy. It's too sexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the regular, in regular stores, you know, because some people like think, oh, that's, where do you get that? I was like, I got this from Express. <laughs> <laughs> this is Express. Yeah. And it still got cutouts, you know, everywhere, you know. So it was just trying to make sure that it was still, you know, palpable to, you know, the Hallmark audience, which is like millions, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. And everything. So, but still want to do, you know, something stylish and something young and fresh. And then Pooch, <laughs> since he's from, I'm from DC, but since he's from New York, so it's like that, we had that sort of East Coast, you know, sort of thing. And so... He is he is New York. <laughs> Even though he doesn't live there no more and been in California, you know, the game and stuff, but he still yeah. he still gives New York. So it was very comfortable with him. So he was very open. And also, oh the uh, the amazing Roz Ryan. Mm, oh, yeah. Roz Ryan. Oh. oh. Broadway legend Roz Ryan. <laughs> so it was, and that was my second time working with her. But years before the first time I worked with Roz, she's the reason why I, I have my dentist in New York. She's the <laughs> one who gave me my first like dentist in New York years ago on a on um on a Chris Chris Rock movie. I think I lo- love my wife. And she was oh like, my Oh, you the dentist? I go they open on the weekends. And I was like, Oh, great. So, but she was wonderful. She was wonderful. And then Stan, uh, Stan, 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 Stan legendary legendary and just speaking with him and now Stan he just gave us he would he the first fitting he gave us a history and just like black history black movie history because he mm. is the godson of um I'm about to say I'm like saying the wrong I don't want to say the wrong from I'm you know the name but I'm about to say the wrong name and I was like that's not the name <laughs> but he is the godson of um not Bo Diddley. Hold on. But he's the godson of so many blues artists. Wow. And he grew up in the business. Cause it's funny when I grew up watching TV, yeah. A lot of you the black actors on TV were like the, the ones that were the you know, the big strong men. Like you, they were like former football players. So sometimes yeah. Stan would be in those movies, those movies with them. And I always thought he was like a former football player. But no, he's he's been he's no, he said he said it was he started laughing. He said, Yeah, a lot of people did think that of me. Wow. He said, I've, no, I've been he said I started music. I was, you know, he started acting he was a teenager and through the theater and everything wow. like that. Yeah. But 
but it was um, great with him to learn all that history. He talked about roots and all that. So it was, it's great to, I love um, learning history of culture and yeah and stuff like that and his son his son is a famous blues artist too oh so, wow howling wolf howling wolf okay. howling wolf and bb king there we go i was like i was like i'm like why is it you know you everybody knows bb king that's not like why is it going blank howling <laughs> wolf and bb king like used to come to his grandmother's house hung out his grandmother used to cook for them he grew up knowing them and stuff. Yes, he has a story of when he was a baby that he peed in BB King's um, guitar guitar case and everything and stuff. That's that's how close he was in that music field. And his and his son is a like a famous blues artist now. You know, so it's like just to get that again music. And we were doing a yes. movie about music, sort of like sort of like restorative justice. You yes. know, yes, and. So that 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 was that was that was amazing experience. That was amazing experience. Woo! You are telling me. So when is your book coming out? I'm gonna say it again. When yeah! is your book? <laughs> okay. This is good. Are y'all listening to this? Well, I might need a look. I might need a write one with this writer strike coming up. I might have a lot of time on my hands. So. <laughs> I might need a write one. Oh my gosh. But let's talk about the newest Hallmark Mahogany movie that is coming yes, out on yes, Sunday, yes. April 30th, Spring Breakthrough, mm-hmm. starring the wonderfully talented Miss Keisha Sharp. And we also have Demetrius. Is it Bossy or Boss? Ah. Yeah. Oh, Demetrius. Oh, you know what? I don't even... I was... Have I heard somebody say his last name? Out loud? That's so funny. I think it is Boss. I think I never heard it out loud. But Demetrius is so funny. That's another funny thing. <laughs> the meet I went to um, in D.C. I went to this private school in D.C. And it's a small private school, liberal private school in D.C. called Georgetown Day. And Demetrius went to that high school too. He was he was under me, so we were not. He was like way under me. He was like in the lower middle school when I was in high school. So, wow. but it was so funny. I was like, what? But we knew, you know, the same teachers because. I knew, like, I went to school with probably his classmates' older brothers and sisters. Wow! And stuff. So it okay. was like, so I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> and stuff. So that was oh my god. So and there's... then Keisha, oh, yes, Keisha is just amazing, amazing, amazing. And I worked with her first on oh, it was a Tyler movie, While I Get Married. Yes. And then I worked right while I came in, and then I worked with her with Marshall, with um Chadwick, wow. and stuff when she was in Marshall, um, and so we had that sort of you know we worked because it was like a familiar face. You yes, know? she was she was glad to see a familiar face and everything. Now in the but trailer yeah. and pictures, there's this one mm-hmm. number. It's like a navy blue and white polka dot shirt with some red pants that I keep seeing. I need you to talk to ah! me about that outfit, please. Because it looks so good. Oh my god, I haven't seen that trailer. They showed that. Yes. Oh. I'm like, oh, I need that outfit right there. What was your inspiration behind Keisha's character for this movie? So funny that you brought up Ralph Lauren oh, because that was the inspiration. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's very resort nautical. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Let me stop saying it because that's it. I, I, look, I've worked with his his son. It's Lauren. <laughs> Ralph Lauren. <laughs> you know how some people say Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. No, it's Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Yes. yes. Um, but uh, yes, that was the inspiration right there. And then you know, I want to heard it. That was like like the whole cast and and supporting characters all in this. You'll see like all that's all in that scene. Mm-hmm. And then I want her to stand out too. Yeah, because like everybody's every every league you know characters in that scene. So I still yeah. want her to stand out and everything. Oh man! So can you can you give us a little bit about what we can expect from the fashion in this movie? Just something that this we one, can keep our ooh. eye on. Yeah. Well, definitely color. And since this movie has a, this cast was larger than um, To Her With Love. Okay. So you're going to just see different styles out, able, different characters, different, different interesting characters. So you get to see different styles to help, you know, to help um, show to the world what that character is. So you're going to see different styles and, um, and they're on the resort. So mm. I love, personally, I love resort wear. I love resort. Mm. I wish I could wear resort wear all the time. So, <laughs> so I, I love that. I, I love resort wear. So it was great to do that. It was could so you, great. Could you explain to us, um, kind of break it down, what exactly is resort wear? Like what, what would classify as resort oh. wear? So with... Um, with the years within the fashion sort of like year you have um you know you know you have the you know the spring and Mm -hmm. fall you know seasons Mm -hmm. but in between those seasons um and you might see it editorially in magazines but still some the big fashion houses they do holiday wear which is during you know the winter time Mm -hmm. and then they do the resort wear which which was part of some of that in the beginning, like with Chanel and stuff, that was for, you know, with some of those houses back in the day. They were they were old, they were mostly for, you know, mm-hmm. the echelon. Mm-hmm. So they would have to have resort wear for when they took their, you know, long vacations on the cruises and okay. stuff like that. So Okay. So that that that's where that resort wear market had start started from. Okay. Because you have to have your your whole, you know, wardrobe for when you're on the cruise, you know, okay. on the Queen Mary. Say that. <laughs> say that. So it's very much nautically inspired and inspired by being yes, on the water. Nautically. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. A lot That's of so it. Cool. And then, of course, Diane von Furstenberg took it further with her caftan. Okay. And stuff. When it was like back when the Mediterranean, when Elizabeth Taylor used to be in the Mediterranean, so it was the cap, it became the cap hands and stuff, and Jackie Onassis. Yeah. And so you that's it even grew from there. So that's like that whole market, and then you see it a lot. Miami has it because Miami is just hot, you know, right. party the the whole year. Right, right. So Miami has their like sort of style too with, with that. With a mix of tropical and nautical. Okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I look forward to seeing that when I watch this new mahogany movie. Um, but Ronnie, it's been oh, it's been such mm-hmm. a pleasure. Thank you so much oh, thank for talking you. with me. 
you made this so easy, just just so personable and so easy to talk to, you know. So it was this was I, it was like talking to a friend. It was. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much but before i let you go go i just want to mm-hmm. ask um if you for any of the the people out there who may have been inspired by our conversation and want to get into costume design what advice would you have for them oh i would first i would say oh because you look this technology everything mm-hmm especially after the pandemic and technology, um, it has changed, you know, even within that, this, that small amount of time. time. Mm-hmm. But I would say, because um, there's so many ways, you know, people get into it so many different ways. Because um, it used to be like, oh, theater, you know, if, you, if you're theater, that's a great way, you know, to start mm-hmm. to do that now. And especially since now theater has come back, especially Broadway has come back, with um it's back on top a little bit more yeah sort of fall off but now it's back on top so there there's careers in theater um where you can learn and that's where you can learn the bare bones of quick changes making outfits for quick changes and the mute the beautiful stuff they did you know with cinderella Mm -hmm. and stuff and then i would say if you love like making things you know just go out there and you know make start making it Mm. making it because what I what helped me was I started um because I was not ever formally taught how to sew I was taught how to hand I was taught how to hand sew but not formally taught on the machine yeah so what helped me was to drape fabric on bodies and when I was in college a side thing that I used to do I used to make dresses by hand and gowns for all the girls for all their homecoming wow coronations and pa- and then the pageants and then you had girls who was in pa- national pageants and all that you know wow yeah stuff i mean i was i was in school like there was like um robin loman she was like the first miss black south carolina you know yeah First, first Miss Teen South Carolina to be black, you know. So yeah. it was like you had down there, you had all these like you know pageant girls, so it was like able to, you know, help make gowns for them and stuff. So I just learned to drape the body, and that helped me to learn so much about a woman's body and how the and different fabrics and how fabric falls on each body and stuff and just see how it works and what can you work with to do whatever. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you have an interest, you know, go to a, if people, if you're really interested in it, go to a fabric shop and start. Mm. Yeah. That's what helped me going to fabric shops and healing fabrics and seeing what looks great and see what works well. Um, <clears throat> and then if you're able to sketch, you know, if you're not able to, you know, there's some people who don't sketch, but if you're able, I started sketching. You can start sketching, but then definitely there's a lot of school programs now that offer costume, mm. um, especially in, um, even in high school, you know, that offers that. And then definitely in college. Yeah. And if some people can, you know, afford to go to college, you know, because, you know, college got really expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really, really expensive. <laughs> you know, there's different, um, you know, community theaters during the summer, mm-hmm. you know, or just community theaters around the 
around your own city because even that's even with actors, you know, because back in the day, like some actors, like after graduation, be like, oh, I don't know what to do. I got to go this and you this. And I'm working at home and da da da. But, you know, if you're in a, near a major city, you know, you know, Raleigh, like, let's for example, Raleigh, North Carolina, they have a theater there. So mm -hmm. go to the theater there and mm -hmm. start working. And I would say go to your community theater. And that's how you could start, you know, getting in there and meeting people. Because a lot of those theaters in different cities, they bring in, you know, they audition from all over the country, especially now after the pandemic. Yeah. It's like everything is Zoom. So they bring, hire people in, bring them all over the country. So you might meet, you know, famous stars that are coming in to do a show yeah. in your town. And so and that's how you can make connections and do it from there. And then for the, with more with movies, um, a lot of... Um, unions in some cities they do have some starter programs as pas okay. you start to be a pa and become a costume pa um on set and that's how you can learn to be that's the that's the entry level for okay. tv and film a costume pa so okay. if you try to get a job become a costume pa and that's how you can learn and work because sometimes some costume pas they never done with costume <laughs> so yeah. they really are learning but yeah. there's some who, you know, who started that way, loved it, and be and are working, you know, professionals today. Yeah. You know. Awesome. So there's I would say there's several different ways. Several different ways. And then you know, there's Instagram now and TikTok, you know, so you know, there's kids that are making clothes in their room <laughs> yes. and becoming stars. Yeah. Just in their room. So if you do that, you know. And I will go, and that goes back to what Spike Lee said. You know, if you want to do this, just go to the store, buy a camera, and start shooting mm. and stuff. So, yeah, if you want to do this, you know, you you got, like I said, this this is super computer right here. Yes, you know, I didn't have this. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, we had pages. Yes, <laughs> we had pages. Yeah, but um. This is this is a stupid computer right here. So, you know, going your you can start making stuff in your room and showcasing it online, and some somebody might buy it. Yes. Oh well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for coming into the no, home. No, thank you, thank you, and talking with us. Um, you guys, be sure to check out all of Ronnie's work, whether on Amazon Prime if you're looking for um, his work with BET or um, some other networks. He's been all over the place, you guys. It's it's crazy all of the work that he's done. But most importantly, also check out his work with Hallmark Mahogany on Hallmark Movies Now. All of the Mahogany yeah. movies are on there, and be sure to catch Hallmark Mahogany spring breakthrough sunday april 30th so you guys yes ronnie i'm dara i'll talk to you guys in the next episode bye bye thank you dara <laughs>